Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. We're continuing on with Robin Month and I'm very excited because this is going to be a special episode not dealing with one of the quote-unquote Main Street Robins but everyone's favorite alt-universe, alt-future Robin, Carrie Kelly. And my guest today is my good friend, Chelsea Marie Logan. Say hi, Chelsea. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to have you back here. Um, and this this is exciting because uh, we're going to do another round of comics and feminism. And I was thinking, you know, I want to do something celebrating all the Robins. And I reached out to you saying, hey, have you ever read The Dark Knight Returns? And you were like, uh, are you stupid? Are you dumb? Like, are you an idiot? I mean, you didn't say all of that, but... <laughs> it's heavily implied. It no. was, it was. <laughs> um, so let's let's get right into it here. When when did you first read Dark Knight Returns? Uh, oh, good question. I want to say it was like, like six years ago, because I started reading comics really late. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like after I had read everything that I could, that was like what I was used to. And I was looking for something. I was still really obsessed with the the bat universe and all of that. And so, uh, my friend, my roommate at the time recommended the book and I read it and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Um, it, it was, it's one of those things that like, I liked the fact that I was able to pick it up and it was non-canon but it was still canon in some ways but like it felt like i was able to not be missing out on something and get an entire arc that way yeah it's pretty at least the first uh well pretty much you know the the whole saga is for the most part standalone you don't really need to know exactly yeah you don't you don't need to know anything about batman or his rogues gallery or anything um because i i didn't really realize this until i i read it when i was a kid I i think it was about 10 11 years old um and i i was i was surprised by it because i was like i was like oh they're talking about you know because in in the story it's implied that bruce retired because jason todd was killed and Uh i was thinking like oh there's no tim drake and i was like oh okay yeah because it was written actually before tim drake was even created so obviously (laughs) that does make sense um (laughs) um so it and the story does kind of lend itself to that you would believe that bruce would retire but then of course he gets a new robin in the story in the form of carrie kelly and i want to say right off the bat i've been you know rereading the dark knight books like dark knight returns uh, is obviously a classic and then there's Uh dark knight strikes again which is um well it's not very good (laughs) um but then there's it's it's a very interesting um story yeah i i actually like i was rereading and i like i had forgotten i read the book apparently it like was out of my head so like it's an interesting story but like i honestly have forgotten i read the book mm. um which was surprising to me because like i totally forgot carrie's like whole entire like alter ego persona i was like oh yeah this happens and so i was really glad i reread it yeah but for some reason it doesn't stick with me as much as the first one does um well the it not being yeah i I guess iconic is i would be the best word the the story definitely 
you know, Dark Knight Part Two, or, or you know, it's called Dark Knight Strikes Again, and even that title isn't isn't very inspired, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, but Carrie does have a cool arc throughout all the books, you know, and even in Dark Knight Three, um, I, I really like it. Um, and it's it's funny to me because I feel like when Frank Miller writes women, they're they're hit or miss, you know. <laughs> um, Oh yes, I because my problem, my only problem with this book is I don't like how Catwoman was written. I totally agree. Um, But I love the fact that he brought a strong female character out. Yeah. But it was one of those things where it's like because um, Elektra, fantastic, like totally different, you know, universe. But like, yeah. Like I like he he can write exactly what you're saying. Like some of his women are like really strong. Mm -hmm. Other times, it's like. I hate to be like a typical man approach to women, but like they're more of a eye candy slash plot device than anything. So I was excited that because I think he's a very talented writer. So I was excited that he brought to life something new. I, I, I definitely agree there um, that it, you know, we, you, the way you described it, you know, kind of the, it's like the typical, like, man hoping this is how women are kind of i guess yep. <laughs> um yeah you know without totally uh dragging my my gender through the mud here uh. yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't i don't feel like that's all but it particularly when frank miller writes them it's one of those things that is just hit or miss it's yeah. just because that's the same thing as if i wrote a man like it's just you're i'm not a man so i don't know yeah so it's it's just that's how it's just hit or miss in general. And there's just some people who are a bit more talented at it than others. Yeah, true, true. And I think um, it, maybe it helps that Carrie was younger, but um, uh-huh. I, it's interesting with Carrie because I, I never feel like her age is an issue in the book. Like I'm, cause she's so like yeah. r- right off the bat, she's so tough and you know, she, she takes it upon herself to be Robin. You know, it's not like uh-huh. she's recruited or anything. Like, you know, he's fighting the mutants and and she literally just shows up to help. Yep, she escapes him, yeah. Yeah. And I think... I mean, I think that that's one of the things that I love about her mm-hmm. um, is the fact that she is a self-starter and, you know, she... Not that she's kind of been like that her whole life, given her parents, but, like, yeah. she is very tough and... But not one-dimensionally tough yeah yeah she's it's it's exciting because you know you you feel like she you know she immediately earns the title robin you know she's you know she helps save him and she goes back to the cave with him and and alfred's kind of the whole time like i don't like this this isn't right and bruce is like no it's perfect like she's perfect yeah and 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 i i loved that that at this point in his life he's like nope i this is it. She's, uh, you know, she's the one she's going to, she's going to join me. And, um, and he doesn't, he doesn't ever really talk down to her. You know, he doesn't mistreat her. Like the worst thing he ever really says to her is, you know, if you don't listen, then you're fired, you know, which is, I guess a a fair thing for a boss to say. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. And I also like that. I think it was very, made very clear that she wasn't there to replace Jason. Yeah. Like, it was like, no, this is, it. like, what's just what you decided. It, this is right. Yeah. And, like, I know that some people view them as, like, father-daughter, which I totally get and I totally see. But I, like, what kind of what you just said, it's, to me, it always felt like they were a little bit more equal than that. 
Yeah. Because I think that she got away with a lot more stuff than really other Robins could. Because, one, maybe because she's a woman or a, a girl. But, two, because I think that she really reads him very well. And it was one of those things where she, quote-unquote, fought to be that position. She she wanted it and she, she made it happen. Yeah. And I... It's interesting with Carrie where she doesn't have that much representation in the comic books, yet she's so memorable. You know, she's only yeah. in like a handful of, of comics in general. Um, and I, I think that really speaks to the power of her character that we're, we're sitting here talking about her and, and, un- and, and you know, not at all ironic, ironically or, or whatever. You know, we're just like, oh, no, I really love this character as opposed to... Being like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, I, f- I forgot that she was in there. It's like, no, 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 she made an impact. She's, you know, she matters. Um, yeah. And I think well, that- I also think it was one of those things that, like, I'm super big on this whole unrepresentation in comics. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Like, sometimes I feel like it's a little forced. And what I loved about this was it didn't feel forced. It felt like it was just genuinely a girl who wanted this which there were young girls who probably did want to be Robin instead of, you know, Catwoman or whoever. Like, they wanted to be the more strong, that's that's really belittling Catwoman, but, like, you know what I'm (laughs) trying to say? Like, the more, uh, I guess, quote-unquote, boyish one. Yeah. And and didn't feel like they were able to be. And I don't know, this just didn't feel forced. And my problem with sometimes the representation now is it feels like, especially if it's a man writing a woman, it's like, well, I have to put this woman in here because, mm-hmm. well, you know, if I don't, someone's going to be upset about it. And this one just felt like genuinely like, no, oh, this makes sense. This is about time. This is when it should happen. Yeah. And I, that's what I loved about it. I think that's one of the reasons why it was such, why she is so talked about because it didn't feel like it was a, a gimmick, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I definitely agree with you there. You know, she's, you know, she, like you know, like we said, she had earned her place there, and it, and it doesn't feel it. It never f- really feels off in the story. You're never like, why? Why is he letting this this kid run around with him? Because obviously, there's a precedent with Batman having kind of a kid partner. Um, but I really yeah. like I, I really like what you just said about um, about her. You know, like you know, girls wanting that representation in the comic. You know, because that was the thought process when Robin was created. It's like maybe kids can't imagine themselves as Batman, but they can imagine themselves as Batman's partner, you know, like, Uh you know, riding around the Batmobile and fighting crime with him and everything. And, um, which is, I I don't know, because I think most kids would rather be Batman than be Batman's friend. (laughs) But (laughs) Sure. But like, there's that documentary Bat Kid and it's the whole entire thing where the little kid gets to go and ride, save the city. I think it's San Francisco with Batman. Yes, yes. And he's dressed as Batman, like, all that stuff. But, like, he is more so the Robin in the situation, in the duo, because he's not able to do all of the things that Batman's able to do. So it's one of those things where it's like, you're still Batman, but mm-hmm. you're the learning. You're learning to be Batman. There was the potential growth to be Batman when you, quote-unquote, grew up. Right. So I don't think it was like, oh, we're best friends, but it was like, I can be that one day. So the fact that they were, like, training and we're being trained by Batman, it's just a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I forgot about that. I, 
I always loved that story, you know, that... Oh, I stopped watching the documentary. It yeah. was awful. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, beautiful. And that, that, that really speaks to the power of, of these characters and why, you know, Batman and his legacy has endured for over 80 years now, which is, like, insane when you think about it. I know. It is. And and then having something like this, like, you know, that everyone talks about The Dark Knight Returns being this, you know, this classic Batman story. And, of course, it is. It's on just about everybody's top ten list. Um, well, it's also not even just comics. It's literally praised as a piece of literature. Like, yeah. that, I was just taking this quiz of, like, a thousand books you should have read by this time. And, and it was – and all of them were on there. Yeah. And I was just – I thought that was so like, – it transcended comic books, which yeah. I think is always a really good, amazing – and really a difficult feat to do sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it really is because, unfortunately, the medium is still seen as, like, you know, kids' entertainment, you know. And, and you get takes from people like, you know, Francis Ford Coppola or uh, Martin Scorsese that are like, oh, you know, the, these <laughs> yep. aren't real cinema or whatever. And I, I, and I'm not really, like, I was never really bothered by that. Not enough to, like, say that either one of them was a hack or whatever because... Obviously, that's ridiculous. They're experts at their craft, but um, you know they. But so are the people who make the movies. Who, on a totally different subject, but like so are the people who make those movies. Like everyone is incredibly talented, and they're being paid big bucks to do that, being being trusted to bring stories to life. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where, like, how dare you belittle? Because it was a picture book, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. How dare you belittle it? I guess is my my big problem with that quote because it's. In general, I could go on a rant about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, my I won't. But uh, well, you know, I, I I I get where you're coming from, though, because my thought process was, um, you know, Scorsese said that he didn't think that audiences had an emotional attachment to the to the stories or the characters, and I kind of laughed at that, and I was like, that's utterly ridiculous. I totally have an emotional attachment to these characters. You know, they they mean the world to me. Um, so for someone to say that, I'm like. Well, maybe you don't because you didn't grow up with this or you're just not into those movies, which is totally fine. But, you know, that's that's a, such a subjective thing to say to spout as fact, you know. Exactly. Yeah, 100% agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, uh, something as simple as the character of Robin, you know, now existing for 80 years is, you know... And, when you know it's funny because like technically it's the character of of Dick Grayson that's been around for eighty years, but I like to I like to think of Robin as as the mantle you know like Robin is oh uh, yeah I was just thinking that yeah he's you know he represents Batman's partner and then you know anyone can be Robin and Carrie definitely fits that bill because it's like if you want to be Robin then you can be Robin. And if you can impress Batman, then you you've earned it, you know. And Carrie yeah. earned it. Well, and I love like the thing I love Batman. We all know like super rich, you know, hunky guy, like all of that. And so it's like he is the more privileged, but she literally saves her lunch money up so that she can buy her, you know, her costume. And it's one of those things. And her parents like they're present, but they're not yeah like mentally and or emotionally and it's like she she's not from a place of privilege and she makes it happen and it's just one of those things where it's you rarely uh see that for 
a young girl, it's usually more so now you are, mm-hmm. but you know, I, that was one of my problems when I first read, uh, like the X-Men comics was I hated how Jean Grey was written because I was just like, this feels just, it felt so flat to me. Mm-hmm. And now I read where they are now. And I'm like, this is insane. Like it's, it, you know, how much has changed. And I feel like Carrie is one of those moments where like this shifted. It wasn't, you know, here was a hard girl who worked hard to be what she wanted to be and didn't, and it just, I don't know, it was one of those things that, like, you just prove that you don't have to be rich and not that she's unattractive, but, like, you know, you don't have to be the playboy. And it was just nice that, like, kind of exactly what you're saying, it can be anybody. Yeah. And and she is, and I think that that's something, she does kind of represent kind of, like, kid, uh, kids more so than some of the other Robins. Where it's like you have Dick Grayson, who was a circus performer. You have Jason Todd, uh-huh. who was kind of just a punk off the streets, you know, Tim, who, uh, you know, is, is kind of a genius level intellect. And then you have Damien who, you know, is, you know, he is, he is what he is. I don't even know how to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to say I don't like Damien. He's just, you know, it's hard to put him in a, in a couple sentences, you know, I guess he's raised by assassins and has a weird history there. (laughs) Um, but but Carrie, different yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but Carrie, being you know a, literally just a regular kid who just you know is inspired by Batman and is like, you know what, like, yeah, I'm I want to do that. I want to I want to be the I want to help people too, just like he does. And that's that's really what comics are all about, you know, inspiring, hopefully inspiring people to do good. Um, yeah. And and I think. Uh, you know, one one of my favorite bits in the in the story is when you know it's after the Joker, you know, attacks and uh, the 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 talk show, and and you know she almost falls trying to rescue Batman, and he grabs her and he helps her and she's kind of shaken up by it, and he just holds her for a second and he's like he's like you did good you know you're a good soldier, you know he doesn't he doesn't yell at her he doesn't say hey, you know, you got to be stronger than that. And he's like, no, you're doing good. You're just, you're good. You're fine. And yeah. and, and that's a rare thing for for Bruce. You know, Bruce, if it had been Dick, he would have been like, you know, hey, snap out of it, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but I also I also think that to some extent she does that, not that she has to have Bruce like being like, yeah, good job. But like, you know, she literally watches someone get decapitated, cries, and then manages to like shake herself like, manages to put aside the emotions for a moment and do what she needs to do. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that it, to like go back to the whole entire feminist topic, it proves that like she didn't need somebody to do it. She had it within her. She had that strength. She had that power. And like, I know that's not what you're saying like that she doesn't, but like it was those moments I think truly made her feel real to me Yeah. because it's like, even uh, any child, if you watch someone get deca- decapitated, you I would cry. Yeah, I would probably be traumatized the rest of my life. But like she manages to, like I guess compartmentalize a little bit more, which is one of the things I think is why she relates to Bruce so much. Yeah, because she's able to put that back. Yeah, De- and definitely. have empathy because I think that's one of the, you know she, the things that Rob and especially. He, 
they showcase something different about Bruce in a more like naive and childish way. Mm-hmm. And I think that she showcases his empathy a little bit more, especially in moments like that where, you know, you see that he has a heart and isn't just like, wow, you know, screw that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you should be better. It's like she is his empathy and she is his heart. I feel like a little bit more, not entirely, but just she, it's, it's, it's a more condensed and quick glimpse into that yeah and which you know kind of goes back to what we were saying before about frank miller and the the hit or miss with writing women it's like you know he so it's like so so obviously he is capable of writing these strong women that are gonna be faced with something horrifying or something traumatizing and they can have their moment to kind of be like you know kind of the holy shit moment (laughs) but then yeah but then kind of you know, compose themselves and go, okay, like, um, I'm tough. I can get through this. Um, and, uh, it, and it's, it's great to see her do that. And she doesn't do it. And she does that in that moment. She does it alone. Like Batman's not even there. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, she doesn't, she's not trying to prove anything to anyone. Um, which, Hey, is what, Except fem- for herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what feminism is all about. So- <laughs> no, exactly. And I literally, like, I'm that moment. I remember, I had to like reread it a couple times. So I was like, was she really able to just like do that? Like, mm-hmm. was she able to just like, cause I know myself, I would not. And like, and it's not saying that people should be able to aspire to put tra- trauma behind them so quickly, but like, it, it's one of those things that it really proved that it's just like if someone's in war or in some in high stress situations where they have to watch that, they have to keep moving forward. Yeah. And then they're allowed to process those emotions later, but they have them time. And it's one of those things that like, you don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause it was, I, I never put that together. I don't know why that just made it seem like crime fighting was like all of a sudden like more human to me. I was like, Oh yeah. Like you, you are going to feel like that's awful. That just happened. But like, then you have to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it just made one of those things of like, it was an aha moment, I guess for me. Well, what I uh, another thing that that's really great about her, you know, in, in the in the first book and then in the uh, in the second book as well, I you know because in Dark Knight Strikes Again, you, you she meets more of the Justice League. Um, mm-hmm. Is that she's never really intimidated by any of them? Um, I think the only one she's slightly intimidated by is Superman, because you know, obviously, why wouldn't you be? Um, yeah. But um, but for the most part, she's just like. You know, she meets them, like, in, in, I was reading part two, and she's just very much just like, she's like, oh, hey, Dr. Palmer. Oh, hey, Barry Allen, you know. Um, so she's just like, all right, you know, these are these are who these guys are. You know, they're Bruce's old friends, and we have a mission. Let's go do the mission. Um, the the only time she's really kind of, I guess, uh, I, I, I don't even know if the word would be intimidated because, you know, Superman rips off the top of the the Batmobile and she's got her slingshot <laughs> like it's going to do anything to him, but, <laughs> but she's just like, she's like, okay, this is going to happen. I'm going to fight you. Um, so she's maybe scared, but she's still like holding her ground. Like, all right, yeah. like I'm sticking to my convictions here. Um, which is obviously very admirable and, uh, something else that I, I really like about the character that, you know, that she's, uh, what, what is she like? Thir- I think she's 13, 12 or 13 in the first one. 
she's 13 the first one and then i think the second one is like 16 i think it's three years later right yes yes um yeah so she'd be 16 which still is like you know incredibly young i will say that was one of the things that did frustrate me though is like i did like that fact like i she's still really young and all of a sudden here she is like in the skin tight outfit and like i don't know for, in the regards to feminism, I was just like, she's not even 18 yet. <laughs> like, do we really have to, like, sexualize her at this point? But I didn't think it was a... You were able to get past it because of the stuff you're talking about where she was able to just kind of still showcase that she was still the tough girl Yeah. inside. It wasn't like all of a sudden she was the damsel or uh, incapable of doing the stuff that she was previously able to do. Right, yeah, it, it uh, and, and, you know, like I said about, um, about Robin being a mantle, you know, she graduates from Robin, and, and then in uh, Strikes Again, she's Catwoman, and then I, and then in Dark Knight 3, she becomes Batwoman, which I thought was really cool, and, um, and I haven't read the, uh, the, the newer book that came out, The, the Golden Child, I haven't read that one yet, um, I haven't either. Actually, didn't even hear about this. Yeah, this it, is the first time I'm hearing about it. It's it's like uh, there's like kind of quote unquote the new Trinity with Wonder Woman and Superman's kids, and and obviously and obviously Carrie um, being kind of the new you know DC Trinity. Um, and I I was just nervous about it because it's like <laughs> I, I liken Frank Miller to to George Lucas in a way where it's like you know if you think of the original Star Wars movies. George Lucas had people there that were helping him and um, they could help pull back on some of his wackier ideas and he didn't have that with the prequels. <laughs> um, so I, I, feel, I feel like when it's when it's Frank Miller doing Frank Miller stuff, it's just, it's going to be wild and weird and um, it's going to be divisive. <laughs> But if you have someone yeah, there... Yeah, which has its own niche, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. For some people. I, I uh, That's part of the reason I, I didn't like Dark Knight 2 as much because... Or, you know, Dark Knight Strikes Again because it, it, oh, yeah. Frank Miller wasn't... Uh, he wasn't as great of an artist as he used to be. And I was just like... I was like, I don't know. like his I, I don't like the way his art evolved. And, and then when it was Dark Knight 3 and he had... Um, it, was, it was Andy Kubert drawing and... Brian Azzarello co-writing, I was like, oh, okay, so there's there's people here that can help rein in his his wackiness a little bit, <laughs> um, and that so that helped uh, that helped a lot, I think. Um, yeah, but even in I the- will, yeah, I will say like stylistically, like his art is like definitely not my favorite. Yeah, it's a very interesting style. Yeah, and like it, I think it's because I'm more into the. That's not even true, but I don't know. It it felt kind of what you said, like it evolved in a way that to me almost felt unfinished. Like it felt hurried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is the best way I can kind of describe the art. It just feels hurried to me. Like it's, it's not bad. It's just one of those things where it feels like it's very rough around the end, which is fitting for the type of, for the story. So it's like, makes sense yeah but yeah it's definitely not one of my favorite art styles but it's still it still has its place and purpose and i think for these stories it is a really fitting art style yeah you know it, i mean it's uh it's distinctly him at the very least um mm-hmm. so that's cool 
Um, but at the same time, it's like, I see, you know, other, other writers and art, or, or, I'm sorry, other artists that, that do, you know, that did like the variant covers for the different, um, Dark Knight 3 issues and everything. And I'm just like, hey, I know. It's just like these, some of these people, they just, they just nail it. They get, they can, you know, you feel like it's their style now, but you still get those Frank Miller vibes, obviously, because that was his story. Uh That was his book. Um, And I collected like so many of those. Um, and I, I had like no money at the time. So I was just like, oh, these are what credit cards are for. So <laughs> <laughs> well, <that's dangerous. laughs> it, it was, but you know, I was also just like super excited and I was like, I have to own this. And you know, they're <laughs> in a binder somewhere where I, every now and then I whip it out and go, oh, look at how great this is. <laughs> I spent $20 yeah, no, on I this. Mean, they, they were, they were great. Like, but like. I guess I don't want to, like, belittle, like, I I don't know, I don't feel like we are, but, like, exactly what you said is is, this is Frank Miller's style, and it's, and it, I think it fits the script, and it fits, but, like, it's one of those things where if I compare it to those variant covers, it's, like, I would much rather have seen a comic full of that style than what I, like, than the first two kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting with Carrie to me that it's it's one of those very, very rare instances in, well, pop culture in general where, like, less is more. You know, where, Car- like I said before, Carrie's only in, like, a handful of comics. And it, it's so surprising to me that no one has ever, you know, thought to, you know, bring her into the DCU proper. I mean, she was in a few issues of... Uh, Pete Tomasi's Batman and Robin run like years ago during the new 52. Um, but you know, that was again, just like just a couple of issues that she was in because it was revealed that she was Damien's friend. She went, I think she went to Gotham U and she and Bruce talked a little bit bit older. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And I was like, Oh, this is exciting. You know, if they killed off Damien, then maybe they'll, you know, bring Carrie in. And and then mm-hmm. they did not do that. <laughs> uh, I was like, well, you know, they'll still bring in Carrie to do something. And as of yet, they still have not done that. <laughs> so I was, well, I know that they had talked about it. I think that there was an interview with Zack Snyder. He was like, I definitely want to bring in eventually. Like, I know there was like a whole entire situation. Like there was a big rumor that she was coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember the actress who was, they had talked about possibly being her. But ended up the person was just like, no one in, like she was in the movie but like barely in the movies yeah it was uh um, it was jenna malone she's yes yes she, yes that's her name yes yeah she was a forensic scientist in the extended cut of batman Sorry, v superman yeah. um and everybody thought that was she like, was carrie <laughs> which is i which give the people what they want then because clearly <laughs> people want it yeah but, but it's just one of those things where it's like like you genuinely, I, I I was thinking about this like when you were sending those like the questions about like who would play her and yeah. I don't know. I genuinely don't know who if I cannot think of an actress that I think it depends on like are we doing like the thirteen year old version like are we doing like how like what you know because like I cannot think of someone currently who I think can fit it which is one of the reasons why I think they're waiting. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's. It's interesting where I think that there's 
you know, you were talking before about representation. Um, I, I think that there's much better representation with like younger actors as well with, with a lot of things these days, like the new, the new Ghostbusters movie is, is about these kids, you know, that, uh-huh. um, I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, these kids find, you know, I guess it's going to be implied or I guess it's good. It's going to be Egon stuff. And, uh, uh-huh. and you know, and then they become, they'll, they'll become the new Ghostbusters, which is kind of cool. And, um, and then there's, and obviously that comes partially from like Stranger Things and, you know, uh, there's a couple other Netflix shows where it's like kids are the star and it's really cool. Like, wow, you know, like these kids are, uh, kind of like strangely great actors. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, it was so funny because like, you know, like the biggest star in the world when I was a kid was like Macaulay Culkin. Right. Um, and, uh. It was funny, like, re- it's rewatching like, the Home Alone movies at Christmas time. My friends and I were watching it, and my one friend was just like, dude, he sucks. He's not even that good of an actor. <laughs> I just started laughing. I, I know, like, if you watch, you look back, you're like, wow. Because, like, I watch, like, kid actors now versus kid actors from, like, even, like, the 19, like, I was going to say 1980s movies, but, like, even, I think, up to, like, maybe the 2000s, mm-hmm. they were very, like, child actors. Yeah. But you watch stuff like Stranger Things, and it's like, I'm not sure, I, I don't ever get the vibe that they're not, like, I know there's horror stories about kids being told their dogs die, and their parents are in car crashes and stuff like that to get them to cry. Oh, yeah. Like, I never get that vibe when I watch, it just feels very realistic. Yeah. It just feels like these kids are just actually... It's kind of like a young Natalie Portman vibe. When I watched her, I never kind of got that vibe from her. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then the... It was uh, always like, no, you're just talented. Right. Um, and a, a good example of that, tying back to Carrie, is um, in the animated Dark Knight Returns, it was Ariel Winter who played Carrie. And, uh, you know, she's from, you know, one of my favorite shows, Modern Family. And uh, kind of... And I remember thinking that, going, oh, wow, like, that's that's Alex from Modern Family. And, and those kids in that show, you know, we, this is their 11th season now, so they've kind of grown up. But even back then, I was like, man, these these, Same, yeah. like, these kids are good. And when they were like, oh, yeah, Ariel Winter's going to play Carrie Kelly, I was like, oh, man, that that's a great choice. You know, she's a good actress. And, you know, and even it being just the, the vo- voice performance, which I think a lot of people... You know, you can hear it in some of those animated DC movies that some of the actors don't take it as seriously as they would if it was an on-camera performance. Um, Which is blasphemy, yes. It, it, it totally is. But but she does. She's great in it. Mm-hmm. And and I was... And in a weird way, it's like, Carrie never had a voice in my head when I was reading the comics, but, but she does now, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think... I th- voice acting is is just as hard as real acting oh yeah so like i would have loved to have seen because you can tell it, that like there is the heart and there is the, like all the acting work put behind it you can tell that like i would have loved to have seen it live action like i don't know if it would have been as compelling or as good but like i don't know the performance at least vocally yeah really had me sold yeah um and it's it's interesting to think because it was it was Peter Weller as as Batman, and he was fantastic in the role. Um, and you know, the, and in the way these things are made, they, they never recorded together. But you would never know it watching it. Like they yeah. they did a great job putting it together. That's insane. I don't know how. 
I've never done like a like voiceover work. So I mean, like I have, but not like it's like I did a line or two. Yeah, like it wasn't like a full movie or anything. So the idea that like you just like never meet the people or you just like barely meet them mm-hmm. is insane. I the the one thing I did was for a, a video game, and it was, and that was, you know, kind of I don't want to say easier because because it, it wasn't, but you know at the same time it's like you're just doing like cutscenes or you're just doing a line here or there. Uh, exactly yeah that's yeah and it's and it was a lot of fun but it's also like you know <laughs> when you're all alone it's it's just myself and the director in the studio <laughs> and he's like okay oh, insane. yeah it's like you're okay you're getting you're getting hit in the stomach <laughs> all right you're swinging a sword <laughs> you know like it's like I, I don't know what does that sound like you know it, it feels strange when you don't have the props with you so you really have to put your imagination into it um so I can't imagine what it would be like to be like, oh, you know, you, okay, so uh, in this scene, you know, the Superman's coming at you, and you have to kind of stay your ground. And <laughs> yeah, um, it's I, I, it's it's insane. Like I, I have like mad respect for them. Like I think that it is just as hard as acting. Mm-hmm. And I like from that performance, I would have loved to have seen it done like live action. And it also is interesting because like I look at her and like that's not the first person i would have thought to cast as her she's a great actress but i'm like i wouldn't think like you know um but no she did a great job i think uh that's where dc kind of excels they they almost almost every time they cast a uh like an oh really actor like oh you pick them they they knock it out of the park you know um you know not not every time obviously but um, but for the most part, I, I'm very rarely disappointed. And, um, even if sometimes the, the movies themselves disappoint me, very rarely do the performances do. So, but yeah, so that, I, I feel like that in general, but I, I, as like including the live action, but I particularly feel like that for the, for the animated, I, I've always, I've always felt like that's where DC thrives the most is their animated features. Oh yeah. Because I think that. They don't. They don't try to be something that they're not. Yeah. Uh, and they don't try to compete with Marvel or whoever. Like to just because I always feel like that's what the live actions do is they're trying to compete with Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. But with their animated, I feel like they're they feel confident and they know that like this is what's you know that's the meat and bones of comic books are is art and words. And they really thrive there. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I kind of agree with what you said. Like, I, I was th- reflecting on what you said about the fact that she didn't really have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe it's because I'm a girl. I was just like, it's my voice. I hear me. Oh. Um, but but I, I guess, I don't know if that was a cheat or if it was just like, oh, I heard myself. Or if it was, I was just reading in my voice kind of thing. Um, so I'm not sure, but... But now when I do, I went and reread it. Like I had that same experience. So yes, that that's a very long winded story. (laughs) No, that I love that though. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. You say it that way because that does kind of tie back to what I said before about the reason Robin was created in the first place was to, you know, be this, you know, tool for the kids to kind of feel like they could be in, in on the adventure. Um, But I think it also, speaks to you as as a woman being feeling that 
you know, it's so, I mean, obviously you were older, you weren't a kid when you read it, but you're, yeah. but you're feeling like, okay, I feel like me as a woman, I'm being represented in this medium that so, you know, for a long, 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 long time, very rarely treated women as characters. They were, a lot of times they were props, you know? And, you know, I talked about this uh, with my friend Lauren and about Lois Lane. It's like for a long time, you know, all the Lois Lane stories were her trying to trick Superman into marrying her, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So it's it's nice to see this character that, you know, it's like, yeah, she's she's a girl. And that's, you know, that's new and that's different for the role of Robin. But she's not this older woman that's like that's sexy and trying to seduce Batman no, she's this kid that shows up and says, I want to help. And he's like, okay. And <laughs> and she earns her place. Yeah, and I do wonder, kind of like what you said, I wonder if it is the reason why she was so well-written was because she was young. Because I think that there's only so much you can do with that Yeah. Um, without being creepy and weird. Yeah. So I think that that might have been one of the reasons why she was able to seem more grounded and more realistic. But, like, yeah, I mean, in regards to the fact that, like, I felt myself represented, like, I was always the, I was made fun of because I was too tomboyish. Like, I liked sports, and I, you know, I didn't want to take cheerleading. I wanted to take dance, or didn't want to take dance. Like, I wanted to take, go play basketball and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's weird because I clearly don't talk the way she talks. Yeah. She's, like, way more cool than I am. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things that, it, I just know that if I like I almost wish I had read it when I was younger because it's I I wouldn't have felt as weird like I, I I wouldn't have felt like it's abnormal to want to be quote unquote one of the boys yeah because she is literally one of the boys like there's only like there's I think only other one other female robin and mm-hmm. Like, and not that, that, you know, even that is just, like, a crazy to me that there's, like, you know, that it's not more common that they have a girl step into the role. Mm-hmm. But I think that it makes the ones who do more impactful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, uh, wow, that's, that's so cool. Um, it's, it's so, it's so fun to talk to. You know, well, I mean, obviously you, we always have a good time talking, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's so nice to, to talk to you and, and, you know, you saying that, you know, oh, when I was a kid, this happened, this happened. And I, and I sit there and I, I feel in a weird way validated because I'm like, you know, when I was a kid, I, I had a hard time too. And it's, it's so nice to, you know, and I, I said this in the podcast we did about, um, about Batman, the animated series, you know, I'll probably talk about this forever. It's like, it's so nice to like go to Comic-Con and go to these animated series panels and it, the room is just full of people and most of them are close to my age some of them are bringing their kids that have watched it for the first time and I'm and I like tear up in in there cuz I'm like this is so great because you know all of this all of these people probably went through something similar that I did and now we're all here together you know now we can all be together and and celebrate what we love you know Absolutely. I think that I think that being able to 
to feel seen. Like, not that, like, all comic book people are outcasts or not that all of them are bullied or all that stuff, but, like, the fact that you are able to be seen in a character, mm-hmm. whether it be the smallest character or the biggest character. Like, there are people I know who, like, my roommate is, he loves Catwoman. He sees himself in Catwoman hmm. from a very good age he has. And he really resonates with her and it, it helped like he would tell me stories about like how some of the the things that she would say would help him get through some of like his tougher moments hmm. and that's why one i think that representation is so important and it's insane that probably every single person in that room in those in those panels did see themselves somewhere or saw something that resonated with them. Yeah. And it's just so important for that exact reason is because you never know the impact it's going to have on somebody and how it's going to play out in the darker moments of their lives as well as the happier moments. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I did give you some homework, um, <laughs> which I, I love putting it that way. Cause it sounds like, I made you do something, but I'd like to think that it was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I, it genuinely got me, th- like I was just saying, it really got me thinking about everything. I was like, I, there are, th- there are ways I've never looked at a character before. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I, I see questions like this on, on Twitter all the time, and I feel like I'm giving a bad answer. Um, even just in my head, if I don't answer, like on uh, you know, like if I re- reply or whatever, and then I think like, you know what, it, it's all in fun, right? I mean, technically, there's no wrong answer. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the first question was if they were to make a live action, either Dark Dark Knight Returns, either movie or miniseries or whatever, and you are in charge of casting Carrie Kelly, who would you cast? Okay, so I was, like, really thinking about this because, honestly, the first person that came into my head, she's way too old to play the role, was Charlize Theron, and I just want her to be younger (laughs) and, like, play that role as, like, a 13 to 19-year-old woman because I just would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. But as I went and sat and I was was trying to think of someone who's, like, younger, and I, like... (laughs) And I'm just so lame because I know that's not true. I just didn't feel like we have any, like, super, like, kick-butt girls as of, like, right now. Because it's one of those things, I don't know if the the content's not being made or if I'm just not catching it. But it's like, I don't really know. I can't cast this. That was who my original, like, my first answer was. But if I were to, like, right now with the current roster of people... I don't know. We'd have to go with an unknown. Which one would you cast? Um, I, th- um, I, uh, I'm embarrassed because I, uh, her name is escaping me, but um, uh, the girl who plays Max on Stranger Things, I think, would be really good. <gasps> oh, she would be so good. I forgot about her. Oh, uh, she would be amazing. I, I'm embarrassed. Oh, I, I would have- love that. I have to look up her name now because I feel like an idiot. Uh, da, da, da. I mean, I clearly don't remember it either. So I'm not like shouting out a name. But yes, 
her. I in- forgot about her. Sa- I also was trying to think of like redheads that I knew. So uh, I was like, who else do I know? Sadie Sink. There we go. That's her name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, she would be great. I would actually, I would really enjoy that casting. I think that she is the exact type that would, and she has that vulnerability and that toughness about her. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely agree because, you know, you talking before about Carrie being one of the boys, it's like, that's kind of what happens in Stranger Things, you know? So I guess technically yeah. we're typecasting her, but, <laughs> but, uh, no, but like, it's... I think that's very interesting that you say that. Cause now I'm like, I really like, cause I did, I was really into Max. Like I was like, this is, that was me as a kid. I get you, Max, like go Max. And then, yeah. but like, she still has those feminine qualities about her. I don't know. That was really good casting. I have to applaud. um well because my first thought was like oh if we're like if we're going older maybe i'd say anna kendrick but honestly it's like well i mean not that anna kendrick wouldn't be a good choice but i think that it i would probably cast anna more as like barbara gordon than anybody else um that because that's that was like my dream casting because there was a joke a long time ago when um i think it's when they were doing press for the accountant um Ben Affleck and um, and Anna Kendrick, she like dressed up as Robin. She was like, "So I heard you haven't cast Robin yet for for the next Batman movie," <laughs> and uh, and I and I thought like I was like, "Oh, that'd be funny if she was Carrie Kelly." And I was like, "No, you know what? She should be Batgirl. She'd be great as Barbara." Um, and I like and I wrote about it, and you know, I mean, nobody at DC ever listens to me, so they they didn't do, they didn't do anything with it. <laughs> um, That's a shame. Yeah, it's too bad. But um, okay, second question. So uh, let's say for some reason Carrie Kelly is time displaced and she is in the modern DC universe. Now, who does she become friends with? Who is her ally? Other, obviously, other than like Batman. Okay, so I told you it's a very Chelsea answer, and I don't think anyone would ever possibly agree with me. But hear me out. Okay. I would actually really like her to be with Harley Quinn. I knew it. Reason why? Because, <laughs> no, but here it's a good it's a good reason. I, I, I have no, my reason. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, because one, I think that they're both really strong, mm-hmm. like females, and they're very um, they do what they want. They push the boundary without pushing the boundary. Kind of like what you were saying, where it's like she kept doing Carrie kept doing all the things that like. Batman kept threatening to fire her because she kept pushing, but she knew where the line was. She was like, I won't, I won't go past that. Even though some, because she knew what she needed to do. She knew what was going to be the end goal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's always the same with Harley. Harley always pushes like sometimes going a little bit too far. And then I think that she realized that, and you know, has her moment of self-realization and all that. But like, cool. First reason. Second reason, mm-hmm. they're both very smart, like, in different ways, but there's that moment where she, like, pops, um, I should stop saying she, because there's two women in this conversation, um, <laughs> where Carrie pops uh, Bruce's arm, like, back into socket, basically. Yeah. And they're like, where did you learn that? And she's like, Girl Scouts. And she just, like, she knew, she was super smart, and there's that one line where it's like, oh, where did you learn about computers? And she's like, well, I had to learn something in school. Like, you know, it was one of those things where Carrie, she's really smart, but it's not like an in-your-face kind of smart. Yeah. And also, she's still a child. So it's like, how smart can you be? Obviously, you can be pretty smart, but like, there's still places to go. And I think that's the same with Harley. Like, she's very smart. She 
you know, is a doctor, but she is able to put that to the side to have the childlike uh, naivete, I guess. Yeah. And then three, because I think they would just kick butt. I think it would be super <laughs> awesome. Like, I can't remember which which one it is where there's that moment where she tells them, uh, Carrie tells them to, like, to, to patch up the guy, but, like, to not have the, to not give him the, the stuff that makes it not hurt. Oh, my God, I can't think of the word. Anesthesia? Uh, thank you. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's a, that's that's brutal. Yeah. And, like, I I felt like that was a little bit of, like, Suicide Squad, not the movie, but the series. Yeah. Uh, Harley, because that was stuff that, like, it was, like, it's a little bit more harsh. It's a little bit more to the point. And, but then she, you know, they have that moment where she she has, expresses her, her heart, her empathy again. And I feel like that's the, the, I would love to see, because I always feel like Harley wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah. And I think that, that, um, Carrie is a little bit more able to hide that, and I would love to see the two of them come together to like balance each other out. And I, I, even if it was just like a little thing, like in Harley's little black book, where it was just like a little one one issue, mm-hmm. I just think it would be so interesting because I think that like one's a literal child and one's a child at heart, but they have a lot of similarities. Yeah, and maybe that's why I really enjoy both characters i don't know i love that but it's a very chelsea answer and i (laughs) I don't think anyone else would agree with that situation but i was very like i wrote like a very vicious message about it yes (laughs) no i um no i'm you know you convinced me um not that you know i i I was like well that's a ridiculous answer i thought like oh okay well let's let's hear what she has to say um and i i'm on board with that i like that a lot um uh, I I would have given a, a much more lame answer, which would be uh, uh, Kate Kane would be Batwoman, just because I think oh, that that's not lame, but that's that is that would also here's the thing. It's Honestly, a more expected answer, I should say. I would love to see that too. That's a good team up too. Uh, just because I think that uh, Batwoman would would appreciate Carrie, you know, because they're they're very similar in that sense that they're both inspired by Batman, and you know, we're kind of like you know, Kate being kind of like, I'm going to do this with or without you. And, and Carrie, not necessarily, she never really said that, but she was very much like, Hey, I, I'm going to do this with you. And in both instances, they, they earn Batman's respect. Um, and I think that that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I can totally see that. That would be like a very cute, like, I don't know. I can kind of see that being like, uh, Oh gosh. Um, I guess for lack of better words, like a Batman and Robin sort of situation, but yeah. like, but they're, they're way more equal than that. So I can't even think of like a proper team up for that, but like, I, I think that would be cute. Yeah. I'd like that. Um, and the final question is, uh, okay. So again, Carrie's time displaced. So let's say, you know, she sticks around the DCU and she gets her own comic book. Who do you think would become her, uh, her nemesis? Her, her, uh, her, you know, arch villain. This was genuinely so. I, I don't know why. I literally, apparently, I have 
no idea because I didn't even write anything down for this one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. <sighs> oh, I, you know. That is genuinely, a, like, that stumps me a little bit. Um... I would love, I know that, like, it couldn't happen, but, like, my it couldn't, obviously this is all hypothetical, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I would love to see if there was, like, a, like a, uh, oh, gosh, the name's escaping me. Um, but, like, where she basically has to fight, like, has to fight Batman. Like, but like a, like a rogue Batman, kind of like, not like, like th- a, this, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this character. Um, Owlman? Uh, oh, I wasn't thinking that. No, I'm thinking, oh my God, it's from, dark, it's from the metal. It's literally one of the Batmans. I oh. just can't remember the name of this. Was, like, was it the, the Batman um, Who Laughs? my god thank you yes i was like i know i'm seeing it in my head like but i don't know why i thought it was a more complex name than that (laughs) i feel very stupid but i would love to see because i think that would be like psychologically very difficult for her oh yeah yeah and i i love i love those kind of villains more than like oh look we have like opposing powers I, I like to see someone who has to also come, overcome the psychological aspect of it as well. Yeah. So I guess that's my answer. It's a very, like, really quickly thought of answer, but... But it's still a good answer, answer, though. No, no, I, I, I really like that because uh, it, it's funny where, you know, I, I said before about people being... Or these characters... Like, Carrie being kind of a not-used-as-much character, um, but then again, there's... There's the Batman who laughs, who's in like every friggin' comic book that's on the stands right now. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. But but at the same time, uh, I I don't mind it because he's such an interesting character, and it's just he's I think one of the most terrifying because it's like yeah, if if Batman ever did go that crazy, then that would be a force to be reckoned with, and uh, yeah, and I think Carrie would struggle with that because there'd be like here's my father figure, here's this man that I love, and he's the most evil thing in the world, you know, how, how do you deal with that? And there's some, you know, there's some, uh, trauma there that I think would be interesting to explore. I really, oh man. I, yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I just think that, that, that I enjoy the inner turmoil as much as the outer. Yeah. Um, I think that makes for exciting, um, uh, exciting stories um because it's it's one thing for you know batman and joker to fight uh it's quite another when there's a a philosophical debate behind it and to to get slightly off topic um i think that's what scott snyder did so well during his run with batman was when when joker would show up joker would say all these things like you know you don't need your family you don't need anything you're batman you're fine without it and then when Batman kind of rejected that thought, he's like, well, fine, if you're, if you're fine without it, then you'll be fine without everything. And there's, yeah. and there's sort of, and, and Bruce has that struggle where he's like, is he right? Like, do, do I need all this? Does, 
you know, you know, maybe this makes sense. And those are, you know, those are the best types of villains, the ones that can speak, speak some truth to you. Um, well, that's my thing with Scott and that his whole entire run is he, he always says the story about how he was writing that when, you know, he was becoming a father for the first time and he was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. And that's why I think I enjoy like the psychological thing is because, Kind of like what we were saying before about representation. I think that as soon as you're able to resonate with, because there's only so much you can resonate with the idea of like, like these cool people doing cool things with cool toys that I don't have. Like, but yeah. as soon as you have, like, oh yeah, I've had those moments of self doubt, or oh yeah, I've had those moments where like, I've been faced with something I didn't think I'd ever have to do. Right it's it instantly latch more onto it and it makes it that much more high drama mm-hmm. which is why i think that like one of the reasons why i loved his Snyder's run on batman but like is because of that yeah and i think that that would be why i think i would love to see even if it was something where it's just like not even per se like that like just her having to fight like batman essentially would just be like i think it would be really cool i just don't know how like that's the only way i, only way I could think of it if it was the batman who laughs yeah but like, if if there was other not another way that that could ha- also happen, I think it would be because I think it would also be very interesting if like she has to like unmask and like literally see like Bruce. Yeah, and I think it would be. I don't know. I think it would be. It would make for a very interesting moment. I uh, I don't know why we haven't been hired by DC yet because I think we just came up with Honestly. our next blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> copyright it right here right now <laughs> we're copywriting your copyrighted characters <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm copywriting your material <laughs> um well uh chelsea this uh you know as always has been so much fun um you know i i you know we i mean we talk you know you know pretty pretty frequently um s- sharing memes and such and um fun life events uh <laughs> but uh i with you i think you have a very unique perspective so i like talking to you and they're also very well read so well thank you i always learn something when i talk to you about i i like your perspective as well because i feel like you you have a uh in a in a way you getting into comics so late in life you have you have a totally different perspective and mm-hmm. I, I i love that you know and it's there's this thing now where I, I don't know if you saw it, but there was something like on Twitter where it was like people calling out like quote unquote fake fans or something. And I think, um, yeah. and I think Dan Slott was one of the people that was like, Hey, did you watch that movie? Did you like it? Okay. You're a fan. Like, that's it. That's all yeah. it has to be. And, um, and I, and I love that. I love going to comic cons and you know, we talked about before seeing all these people and y- y- that are dressing up or even just there in general, like, you took the time to come here and because you, you wanted to be here. Like, you know, Comic-Con can be stressful. You know, there's, there's long lines. It's, you know, a huge place. There's too much to do, you know, so being there is, you know, and then, you know, somebody like you, when you're in costume, it's like even, even cooler because it's like, you know, you took the time to wake up early and get dressed and look awesome and then be like, Hey, guess what? Like, this is my favorite character and I want to show her off. And then people are like, hey, let me get a picture with you. And I'm just yeah, like, I'm, I love I, it. So, yeah, to, I mean, just go back to that, like, the idea of like, going to Comic-Con, especially, like, 
the number of women I've spoken to who are afraid to go into a comic book shop because mm-hmm. they're afraid they're going to get judged. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those moments when you go into, when you go to Comic-Con and you see, like, the ratio of men to women. It's mm. still not amazing. Yeah. But it is ever-growing. Yeah. And to go back, like, to, like, go back to this whole entire topic, I think that's one of the reasons why these kind of characters are so important is because we all should be able to enjoy Comic-Con. We all should be able to enjoy cosplaying. We should all be able to do to do whatever we like to enjoy the things that we want to enjoy. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I always think it's very interesting when I go to comic con and I'm seeing more like young girls and it's not just young boys there. And it's just, it's always just very exciting to see that like it's breaking boundaries. And I know that there has been a lot of all the whole entire comic skate thing and like, you know, Mm. but exactly what you just said, as long as you enjoy the thing like mm-hmm. i don't understand someone just trying to tell you like well i enjoy it more than you so <laughs> like congrats yeah it's like I, let's compare sizes like i don't understand <laughs> like yeah it's it's that that doesn't make any sense to me and um i remember just like when i was younger i, I thought that where i was like you know oh this is what girls like and this is what boys like you know just because that was sure, yeah that that was sort of i guess when we were kids that you know and it still kind of happens like that's sort of what you're sort of subconsciously fed through the media or whatever but i you know i love hearing that like um you know something as simple as like it kind of started with like oh there's actually women that like sports you know like oh that's cool i'm a guy that doesn't like sports so i felt weird for <laughs> yeah. that you know what i mean and it's like um and it's like oh there's girls that like comic books that you know, go to, you know, went to go see the Spider-Man movies when those were coming out and are now seeing like, you know, Wonder Woman and, you know, the Birds of Prey movie that's coming out. It's like, and they're like, holy crap, like, yeah, this, this, these are great movies and they're, and, you know, they feel represented uh, in the same way that, you know, I, I just don't think it's something that us as boys ever thought of. I never thought I didn't feel represented because it just, it wasn't an issue. So I totally get, yeah. I totally get where you're coming from. And I, and I, and I love that. I love that there's more of that because if there's more of it, then there's more for us to enjoy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, there's a, I don't think they're, they don't even exist anymore now. I think they're now Omni, but, uh, one of the reasons why I was so drawn to Lion Forge was for that exact reason mm-hmm. was they have, um, in their Catalyst Prime line, they have a character, He's the main character, one of the main superheroes, has Down syndrome. Oh, okay. And it's like one of those things where it's like I can only imagine. Be I I I, I mean I can't, but I I can try to imagine how it would feel as someone with Down syndrome for the first time to see someone with power and to see someone who is doing the things that you that everyone's able to do. They're able to always put good into the world. And that's what's so amazing about comic books. And it's just one of those things that, like, I I do think that, you, like, you know, you're like, oh, it's something I thought about, blah, blah, blah. But I think it is something that, like, everyone thinks about subconsciously, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's why people of color are so excited to see people of color. It's just, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's easier for you to see yourself. And I remember there was a story that, um, 
the woman who write, who did Rolled and Told, which is a D&D uh, book uh, that it has like art in it and also like little small campaigns. But she talks about how uh, there was a kid in a classroom who said they, they whenever they looked at the D&D books, they never saw themselves because they're all unfortunately i mean like yes there there are people who are like literally green but like yeah the humans and the elves they're all Mm fair-skinned and this little boy was like i i want to be i want to play but can i play can i be me and it was like one of those moments where it's like everyone wants to see themselves and even if it's a small bit character who's you know barely (laughs) in a handful of episodes like harry or batman who's you know living long and strong but like (laughs) everyone wants that and i think that that's that's to go roundabout to the first thing you said about you know the like what defines quality movies and quality like entertainment i think is if if you are able to take somebody on an emotional journey then you have succeeded in being an artist and also portraying a story no matter how small that that was a very like I was very, I don't know, I get very, like, upset when I think about the fact that people don't get to see themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why, like, I love talking to you about, like, women in comics for that reason. Because it's, like, I would have loved, I, I when I was younger, I would have loved to have seen this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't. And I can only imagine how amazing it is for for girls to have seen that kind of stuff. Like, I wish I had read comics earlier for that reason. Because I can only imagine who I am, who I would be now. Well, that's a, I think that's a great place to end because I think that that was beautiful. What you just said. I love that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I went on a very long impassioned speech. Yeah, but... But I know. I loved it though. And I'm totally next time I hear somebody say, Oh, well, why does it matter? I'm just going to play them this clip. I'm like, listen to my, my brilliant friend, Chelsea. She's about to school your ass. So. <laughs> yeah. My job. <laughs> Well, again, th- thank you so much, uh, Chelsea. Uh, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely bring you back um, as many times as you want because this is it's always a pleasure. I I always have so much fun. So anytime you want to do anything, cough cough, talk about birds of prey. So hype. Yes, yes, that that's a. Oh my but gosh. everyone I, go see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, or when I hope you've seen it by this point, whenever this comes out, I'm not sure when it's coming out. Uh, see it, go see it again. Do whatever you need to. Well, yeah. Well, by the time this one comes out, I think the movie will have been out. We might, we might even, yeah, exactly. This, you know, we might even record something before this one comes out. So, um, <laughs> the schedule's all over the place. <laughs> all right. I know. So I was like, so whatever this comes out, <laughs> do, the do the thing. Yeah. Um, well, thanks again, Chelsea, and to all of you listeners out there. You know, we hope you have a wonderful day. Keep on smiling. And never forget that the 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 cheese goes over the patty. I guess you can put the cheese wherever you want. All right, signing off. Don't need cheese. <laughs>